Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom power. Love our God is an awesome God. Our God, do you mean it? Is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom. Our God is an awesome God. Yes, you are, Lord. Father, we just turn our affection to you and say, You are. You are so kind. You are so good and you are so worthy. Lord, open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear. Father, we do ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that our eyes truly would be enlightened to know you more. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you'd confirm your word, Lord, with signs, wonders, and miracles. Stretch forth your hand to heal, Lord. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, hallelujah. I was in worship on Friday night, and as we were worshiping, the Lord just began to take me into a vision. And it was an unusual vision, and as dreams and visions go, they are normally very unusual. But the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the revealer of mysteries, the Holy Spirit, wants to help us hear what the Lord's saying as he speaks, often in parables. But as I was uh, just worshipping the Lord, adoring him, I, I, I had a vision. And I saw, uh, I was standing on an, like an island with the Lord, and on the horizon, all around, were the nations. And I was saying to the Lord, oh, I could feel his desire for the nations to come. And I was saying, how are the nations going to come? And then the next thing really surprised me. He, he said, he just motioned to me, he said, come with me. And we dived into the ocean, down into the, the deeps of the ocean, and we were diving and just looking at pretty things, interesting things, and the Lord was showing me, and I, I was questioning in my head as much as I was thinking, I love this, I'm, I'm a certified diver, I love to dive, but I'm saying, this is nice, God, but what about the nations? Why are we down here? You know, how are we going to get the nations? And he just smiled, and then I began to, as I was just enjoying his company, I began to be prompted to pray Ephesians 3, that the Holy Spirit would strengthen me with might inside, that I would be able to comprehend and know Christ dwelling in my heart through faith, but I would really know this love that passes knowledge, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth. And as I was praying it and saying the words height, depth, width, breadth, suddenly the Holy Spirit showed me this is an ocean inside the the height, the depth, the width, the breadth. It's an overwhelming place that we're called to live. It's this, it's an ocean. And all of a sudden I realized the Lord was saying, if you will prioritize diving in deep with me, enjoying my company, living in the place of love, he will make the way for the nations to, to come. His purposes will be fulfilled. And as I was thinking this, all of a sudden I saw a huge uh, like water spout come up from the depths of the ocean right up to the heavens and it was glorious and full of light and water and angels were ascending and descending and all of the keys and everything that was needed were, were all happening and suddenly the nation started to come. 
And the Bible says that arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, that nations will come to the brightness of your rising. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit, as, as strange as that sounds, you might think, oh, I don't understand any of that. The, the Lord loves to speak to us and show us that his love is not some nice feeling. His love is the key to everything. God is love. It's who he is. When we abide in him, we abide in love, inside it. He wants to overwhelm us with it. He wants to fill us up to overflowing with all of his fullness. And then if you continue to read Ephesians 3, the very next scripture says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine. That now is an overflow from being filled up to all the fullness of God as a result of exploring and enjoying the height, the depth, the width, the breadth of the love of God, God himself. As we continuously prioritize and live in this place of letting him love us, God will cause his purposes to come to pass. Hallelujah. You know, I was reminded as I was uh, thinking about this, of a dream that I had. I, I love to journal in the mornings and um, take some time to spend with the Lord. And the other day I was looking through my journal and I, was, I read this dream that I'd had back in 2014. And uh, again, excuse the unusual metaphorical language, but... We, we are going to be having Adam and Adrian uh, coming in, I think, is it in March? And they'll be doing a conference on dreams and visions, which you will be very blessed by. If you haven't read their book, The Divinity Code, for me, it actually unlocked the capacity to, to really interpret dreams like I have never had before. And I began to dream like I'd never dreamt before. So I would encourage you, if you'd like to read that, it'll be a blessing. I had this dream in 2014. And so I just want to read it to you. I had a dream that I was running late to catch a bus and then a plane to Israel. I was hurrying my hosts to get to the station and in the dream I was feeling a bit stressed. But when I got there, the attendant said that the lounge wasn't open until 10 to 15 minutes prior to departure. I was really surprised. I was thinking, you know, I don't know about any of you, but if you've ever been stressing about getting to the airport on time, I have missed a couple of planes before, and so it is like a, a, a thing for me. I like to be on time. And I was like, come on, I was trying to be polite in the dream. I was trying to be polite to my host. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Yes. Okay, let's, let's go now. And I was in a hurry to get there and a bit stressed. And then I got there, and like the lounge wasn't even open. Like it was just... They're like, oh, no, you're early. I was confused because it was not what I expected. I thought I was late. Later, I looked at my watch and realized I'd left it behind. When I boarded the bus that was going to take me to the plane, there was an armchair on it available for me, which was a big relief as the bus was very full. Then as we were on our way, I was able to go across the aisle to the bathroom where there was a big luxurious bath on the bus in this bathroom. And I was able to take a bath while we travelled. And you might think, what on earth? She just had too much pizza. 
But I've learned that the Holy Spirit does speak often in mysteries. And so I, I woke up the next day and I said, Lord, you're the revealer of mysteries. Are you trying to talk to me? What was that all about? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Israel represents the promised land, the promises that I have for you. And he said, and you're, you're, you're stressed and you're anxious and you're worried about getting there and you're wanting to make it happen. And he said, and, and leaving your watch be behind is, I don't want you to be worried about it. I want you to enjoy the journey. And he says, I'm making a way for you to be able to rest into me. The armchair for me is, reminds me of the reality that I am seated in heavenly places with him. That I'm called to be resting in the arms of the Father, to enjoy his love, to, to remember that I am not a mere human anymore. I've been born again by the, from the Most High. I have been seated, raised up with him, seated with him in heavenly places. And then for me, a big bath is like the most, the most relaxing, uh, indulgent thing to do. And, and the Lord was saying, I want you to actually prioritize resting in my love, waiting upon me. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 says this, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I believe we need to be vigilant to hear the word of the Lord. When I read this again, I knew the Lord was reminding me. And it's not just a nice thing. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm so busy. Yes, Lord, I'll spend some time. Because that's the attitude we can have. In fact, you know, if I'm not careful, I can be tending to be a little bit of a workaholic. But praise the Lord, that's not my identity. But the heart of the Father is that I wouldn't just be driven, but I would be more fruitful if I would prioritize very deliberately more rest in his presence, more enjoying his love, I can do more when I lean further in, when I prioritize letting his love minister to my soul. Psalm 23 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he restores my soul. He wants to do that every day. He wants to minister to me so I'm not the annoying, stressed, anxious person, but that I'm overflowing out of the place of love that is full of supernatural peace, supernatural rest, supernatural joy. Amen? Amen. Love empowers faith and gives space for us and for our sanctified imagination to dream with God. Now, I believe, I want to share with you a little bit today about really prioritizing your time with God. My very first little sermon, sermonette, I think I was probably 14 or 15, I did a little sermonette at youth group. And I jumped up on the stage and I'd prepared and I was actually, I, did, I dressed up. I had this funny, funny old pajamas on, nighty and dressing gown and, and my Bible and pigtails. And I did a, a little talk on quiet times. And it's interesting when I think about that, that has actually been a life message for me. 
that if we could learn how to spend time alone with God, if we could prioritize seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness personally, all these things will be added. Hallelujah. And so um, as I was thinking about that, the Lord was just reminding me that he really wants his people to understand that the most hotly contested thing in your life will be your personal time with the Lord. He, the enemy is terrified of you getting alone with God. He is terrified of it because that, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. You'll mount up on wings as eagles. You'll begin to see with a heavenly perspective. In his light, you see light. Everything becomes clear and the deception no longer can have a hold on you. And so he's terrified. It's like, oh, they're gonna, it's, it's all going to be blown if they get to the light of God. And so God's saying, I want you to come into my light very deliberately. Look in my face and allow me to minister to you day by day. I have daily bread for you. And daily bread is not just physical provision. He has spiritual provision for you so that you don't just coast through life on the gifts but that you actually run with power and fire and that you are filled up continually overflowing with the love that he wants to pour into your heart. Hallelujah. Now, it's true. In him, we live and move and have our being. I don't have my time with God and then walk away and just live my life. I am constantly living with the, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. But it... Just like I'm married to a wonderful man, have been for 25 years, you know, I, we, could, we can coexist and be in the same house and we can do life and we can get things done. And, but if we never took time to be alone and invest in each other's, uh, in our relationship, the relationship wouldn't be very rich. In the same way, we've got to be very careful that we don't get trapped into the belief that just because you're doing things for God and you are doing God-centered activities, perhaps, that that is enough of a substitute for your personal time with the Lord. Because you will start to get faint. You will start to get weary. You will start to burn out because you weren't created just to coast. You were created to run with the breath of heaven flowing through you. Hallelujah. He wants to revive you. He wants to pour into your spirit. He wants to restore your soul. And he wants us to begin to hear his voice and dream his dreams. He wants us to be lifted up and refreshed and encouraged. And today, so what I, I like to do when, when I get alone with God, when I wake up in the morning, I, I talk to him uh, before I get up and just have a have a little chat with God. Say, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Then I, I'll get up normally and have a cup of tea or and then after, or bring my cup of tea back into my room normally. And then um, I like to get my journal out. I like to get my Bible. I, I like to put some instrumental worship on. And I, I, get, I get excited about my opportunity to be alone with God. It's like, hmm, it's my happy place. I've got my little setup, like the way I do it. 
And then I'll, I'll love to read the Bible. I love to read the Word. I love to write something in my journal. I, you know, even if it's just writing the scripture that I've been studying that day, it's my way of keeping myself accountable because I know that the enemy is sneaky and he will always be targeting that time. There's always something that wants to try and get your attention. There's good that becomes the enemy of the best. And God wants us to prioritize it. People who work with me, who know me, they know this about me in that, you know, I don't do early morning appointments. And I don't care. Because I have an appointment and they're just not invited. (laughs) Hallelujah. And that appointment, if I don't make it deliberately then it doesn't happen. And then I feel condemned, and that's hopeless. Not only am I running on empty, I'm also feeling condemned, which is ridiculous. And God, praise the Lord, doesn't condemn us. If you haven't had a few days, if you've had a few days where you haven't spent time with the Lord, you don't have to come into his presence the next time going, oh, well, God, I'm so sorry. You know, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite. It's probably going to take a while for us to, you know, get back to that place. Praise God, he doesn't, he doesn't think like that. Some people come into worship services and they go, oh God, I haven't even talked to you all week. Oh, I feel like such a hypocrite. Here I am to worship, feeling like a hypocrite. And God's there going, oh, I love you. Come here. Let me give you a big kiss. He doesn't change. And his attitude towards you doesn't change. Hallelujah. He's not there going, oh man. How often are we going to do this? He runs towards you as though you were the prodigal son every single time you come to him. Every time you make a little effort. Well, I'm here. God said, you're here. I love you. Waiting to lavish love on you. It is what the amazing power of grace looks like. He loves you whether you have been faithful or not. His love is so intense for you. And if every time you take a, take a step toward him, he's running toward you. Amen? And it's that reality that helps me and gets me excited when I go and have time with the Lord. I know I don't have to feel ashamed or embarrassed about what I haven't done. But right now, he is really excited that I'm moving toward him. Hallelujah. And so I love to read the word. I love to read my Bible. Enjoy it and uh, let him speak to me. I like to study it out. I like to worship, I like to pray pray in the spirit, I like to pray in tongues. Um, And this morning, I actually just felt to write out a whole lot of declarations. And I got a bit excited, so my time with the Lord was quite a lot longer than normal. In fact, my hand got a bit sore from writing because I was so excited at writing so many things. And I just began to make declarations. And you know, God loves that. That's one of the overflows of being in the love of God is an out working of faith that starts to happen. Faith works by love. Hallelujah. And the more you begin to live in that place, inside the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, in that place, you start to have the faith of God activated in your heart and you can begin to believe and dream his dreams. Hallelujah. So I wrote out a whole lot of declarations. I've done this for years. I've, I've, written out declarations and and spoken them out and declared them and prayed them. And I mean, I have seen declarations that I was making 15 years ago. That list has, has in large part come to pass. And when I was saying it, it seemed 
really out there. Hallelujah. So I have to keep adjusting my list all the time. But I made a new list today, and, and that's a good thing. I think just to write things down and make the vision, write the vision, make it plain, and to, to declare some of the things that the Lord's speaking to you. They're not empty confessions. They're actually declarations that are flowing out of knowing that you are loved and that the purposes and the plans of God are His delight to see manifested through your life. So I just began to make a few declarations. I won't read them all because there's pages and pages. And I told myself, I can do some more tomorrow. Hallelujah. So I just, and in no particular order, I just began to write some declarations out. Just begin to write things. My body's healthy. I'm peaceful. I'm happy and filled with joy. I'm a good mother and a good wife. Hallelujah. I'm wise and kind. You think, well, hang on. It's just all about you. Hey, it's okay to begin to make declarations about your life. God is looking to encourage you. Hallelujah. If you're always waiting for someone else to encourage you, stop it. God has all the encouragement that you need, and he wants to help you encourage yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. So I said, I'm self-controlled. I always quickly recognize the lies of the evil one, and I do not partner with his lies. I love the word of God and receive fresh revelation that applies to my life every day. I eat well. I sleep well. I exercise every day. I spend quality time with the Lord every day. And, you know, I just go on. I'm blessed. I have favor and wisdom in relationships. I'm blessed. I'm a wise leader. My words are wise. I abhor evil. I cling to what's good. All of my children are married to godly spouses. Hallelujah. None of them are married yet, but they will be to godly spouses who love us, they like coming on holidays with us. Hallelujah. <laughs> All of my children love God and serve him with joy. All of my children are blessed. I mean, my children goes on for pages. Hallelujah. Blessed and highly favored. It's a good thing to write these things out and to speak them and to declare them. Can you, see, can you feel the joy of the Lord as you start to come into agreement with these things? And this is just my personal stuff. Um, all of my children are blessed and highly favored. They're healthy, wealthy, wise, peaceful, loving, kind, gracious, thoughtful, generous. They do good works laid up in advance for them. They've got godly friends. Hallelujah. Now, I've, I've went embarrassed them. I've got lists and lists, hallelujah, of things. I, and I can write them more tomorrow. Hallelujah. I have many. Um, all of my intercessors are healthy, blessed, and prosperous. Um, I've got lots of people who love interceding for me. Whatever it is that comes into my heart, I write it down and I declare it. Now, I'm sharing these things with you because I want to provoke you. God wants to start to partner with your mouth. He's waiting for you to start speaking into being the things that he is dropping into your heart. These little ideas and these thoughts that come into your heart, they often look like just little desires. Oh, I'd like that. Well, if it's holy and godly and good, it's probably a divine invitation from the Lord waiting for your response. I've, I've learned this. I remember when I was in England years ago with my friend um, Sheila, and I was ministering at a Baptist church there. And on my day off, I went to an Anglican um, old monastery that was, um, you know, beautiful. 
out in the country. And, and as I was just walking through the church, suddenly I got this big desire to minister in Anglican cathedrals in England. And so I just, I, I do what I do. I just spoke it out. I said, I speak in Anglican cathedrals in the UK. And Sheila went, oh, good. And I come with you. Hallelujah. Within six months, I'd been invited to speak in big Anglican cathedrals in the UK. 60 people were saved in a weekend. Hallelujah. I mean, I, I had fun. Praise the Lord. You might think, well, what's that all about? I believe that God drops these divine invitations and often they are disguised by simple, as simple little desires. The Bible says that he gives you the desires of your heart. What are you going to do with them? Anyway, I'm giving you my good stuff. I think you should enjoy that. It'll help you. You know, I, I believe these declarations, these things that we speak out, is something that God wants to incorporate into your everyday life. We even do it as a staff. We pay attention to the prophetic words spoken over the church, and we speak it. I love, I love working with Pastor Joel because he can. It's part of our language. The words spoken over our house. You heard Pastor Daniel. Even he was speaking the language of the prophetic words that have been spoken. We declare them as though they're already come, because the Bible says He calls those things which be not as though they are. And so we speak it out because it's, it, it's the word of God, it's the will of God, and he who has purposed it will also do it. Amen? It's, it's powerful and it's important to speak them out. Um, as, as, so as you've seen when I'm writing my declarations, I speak it out as though it's already happening. Hallelujah. I am wise. Hallelujah. You, and it's not a boast. It's a declaration. Hallelujah. And God wants you to do it too. I was looking today um, at Romans chapter 12, and I want to share that with you today. And I'm looking here today in the Amplified Bible. As we've been talking about the power of love and the importance of living in that space of love, of, of deliberately enjoying his love poured out, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, the Lord says this in Romans 12, Let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to that which is good. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family, giving precedence and showing honor to one another. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice and exalt in hope. Be steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people, sharing in the necessities of the saints. Pursue the practice of hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, who are cruel in their attitude towards you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy. And weep with those who weep, sharing others' grief. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, snobbish, high-minded, exclusive, but readily adjust yourself to people, things, and give yourself to humble tasks. Never overestimate yourself or be wise in your own conceits. Repay no one evil for evil, but take thought what, for what is honest and proper and noble, aiming to be above reproach in the sight of everyone. If possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. 
Do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As I read this this morning, I turned this into a declaration. I then took, this is how I often will study the word of God. I'll look at it and go, thank you, God. This is a, a, a more of an explanation of what love looks like in a practical, outworked way. And so rather than just reading it and going, that was a good word, I, I, I went back over it and I began to declare it and speak it out over my own life. Father, I thank you that I, I love sincerely. I hate what is evil. I loathe all ungodliness. I turn in horror from wickedness. Hallelujah. I hold fast to that which is good. I love my brothers and sisters with brotherly affection as members of one family. I give precedence and show honor to other people. I never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. I'm aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. I rejoice and exult in hope. I'm steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation, and so on and so on. You know, we can declare these things as though they are over our lives because the Bible says that we are called to reckon ourselves dead and alive to Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I've been crucified with him. Hallelujah. Buried with him, raised up with him, seated with him in heavenly places. As he is, so am I in this world. He is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all these wonderful things that we read about in 1 Corinthians 13. Because as he is, so am I in this world. Therefore, I can declare, I am kind. I am patient. I am long-suffering. God's heart desire is that you start to come into agreement with who he says you are. When you read the Bible, don't read it as a list of things that you're supposed to measure up to. Read it as a definition of your new identity. Don't read it and go, yeah, that's right, tick, I've got to remember that, I've got to do that, oh, yeah, oh, I don't really do that very well. You've got to come away from an orphan mentality and start to step into the ocean where you start to now read the word with very different lenses. I read Romans 12 and now, ooh, this is just an invitation I have to respond to right now. I'm going to come into agreement with my words in the name of Jesus and I'm going to declare these things are reality in my life. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think, I'm, oh, I've got to try and harder, I've got to try and measure up to that, I'm to try and, oh, yeah, I've got to do that, oh, I've got to do that, I should, oh, I've done do that very well. If you're living with an orphan mentality that looks at the word that way, you're going to continually live in condemnation and people around you are not going to receive the joy and the boldness and the glory and the love that God wants to manifest through you. We are ambassadors of Christ. But if we're just weary servants trying to keep up, you're not going to be very fun to be around. God wants you to represent him, and he is the Prince of Peace. That's why we've got to get into the bathtub. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. That's why we've got to sit back in the armchair. We've got to deliberately take time to let him love us so that we can be reminded of what we look like. The book of James says, as I've, I've shared before, that if any man's a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man that's looked in the mirror and then walked away and forgotten what he looks like. But when you take time every day 
to prioritize spending time in his word, looking to him, seeking his face, deliberately placing yourself in that ocean of love, the Lord will remind you of what you look like. In that place, you actually see in the mirror and you remember what you look like. And instead of being a hearer of the word that's frustrated and condemned, you become a doer of the word because you remember who you are. You reflect what you behold. When we see him, we will be like him. Hallelujah. Jesus help them. Oh, please help them, Daddy. And I smile and get happy because I know he will. Because he hears me. And I know that because I know he loves me. And I know that because the Holy Spirit has shed his love abroad in my heart. And he wants to shed his love abroad in your heart. He wants to activate love in your heart to the place that you're sparkling and sparking with the glorious love of God that is bold and able to dream God's dreams. You know, if you would deliberately prioritize spending time alone with him, that's the place where God can give you ideas. If you'll turn off your phone, and not let the, the spaces be filled up with all the notifications. You might find that in the space, as you're alone waiting on the Lord, he'll give you sovereign ideas. As I've been fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit as the spirit of wisdom very deliberately over the last month, I've been amazed at the ideas that I get as I'm lying on the floor, taking a Holy Spirit break. I just want to look at you, Jesus. Do that a couple of times a day if I can. In addition to my time with the Lord, I just... Like three meals a day and snacks when it comes to God, you know. And I'll just get still, like for five, ten minutes and say, Lord, I want to fellowship with you as a spirit of wisdom. He restores my soul and he gives me supernatural thoughts, supernatural innovations, supernatural ideas. I become far more effective and a whole lot more pleasant to be around. God wants to do the same with you. He says, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Today and every day, you have the capacity and the power to make a choice. How are you going to start your day tomorrow? I like to do this something similar when I go to bed. I like to get my journal. I like to write, write something down. I like to listen to the Bible. I like to, to, to read it. I like to talk to him. But you have a choice as how you want to spend your time, how you want to spend your life. It's yours. But God looks for us to recognize that the most fruitful, joyous, glorious way that you can spend your life is to prioritize living in the place of love. Prioritize seeking his face. Psalm 27, one thing do I seek, this do I require, that I may gaze upon the Lord all the days of my life to dwell in his temple. That's King David. He knew and understood that when he was a shepherd all by himself out in the field, he knew he'd found the joy of the secret place. God wants you to discover the joy of the secret place this year. Hallelujah. It's such a glorious, rich invitation. Father, I thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. I pray for your people. Encourage them, strengthen them, help them in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of God, we thank you for your leading. Thank you for your help. Hallelujah.